Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of your sports show. I am your host, Big Baby, aka the soul of RB. And to my right, I have the Queen, Queen 25K Tay. What's going on? Not much, not much. I'm here. I see, I see. You you are here. Yes. And I'm on time. Definitely on time. You got here before me. <laughs> but how's your week been? Tiring. I mean, this is exhausting. Sis want to get this done so sis can take these drugs out. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you're ready to get that done. Ready to get that done real quick. I'm tired of Peter and I'm tired of Matt. I'm putting them on blast right now because they never show up for They supposed to. What, what's your that? Brooklyn Nets fans, scary. I know. Always, in, always some. Nah, but um, shout out to Vernon Kelly. What's going on, brother? What's going on, brother? Um, real quick, non-sports related. What do you consider broke? Yeah, we we're gonna start off with that. What do you consider broke? Like, if a guy's trying to talk to you, right, and you know you're talking and you you don't exchange finances, but you can kind of look and kind of tell. Some women have that sense about men to see if they they broke or if they they handling it or they know how to handle it. So, Tay, what is your like? What do you consider broke? Okay, you see, that's a hard one. Okay, because there are people who go through broke moments. Like we mm-hmm. all have moments where you know our pockets ain't hitting right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I get it. But broke to me is when you damn. That's hard because I might see something that might be come across abrasive. Like when a guy talks to me, how I know he's broke? If he got the green text messages and not the blue ones. <laughs> or he only spoke to me on Facebook Messenger because his he spoke he has Wi-Fi. Oh, like you have Metro PCS, you have like monthly like services twenty dollars a month. Like if you don't have a service, like you're kind of broke because you can get cell phone service anywhere. Um, I think that if you still want to get on. Hold on. Hilarious. Also, if you are, you see, I'm in a different age bracket than a lot of people like who are on the network and stuff like that. So I feel like if you are 35 and older and you are still living at home, I think you are broke. Um, You're not trying to do anything better for yourself at that point. 
Um, I do think that things happen, and we are in a pandemic. We are going through on and off recessions, but when you consistently can't find work or not even try to find like steady work, you know, like especially if you're a healthy man, like that's corny to me. You know, if you're not, I think it's easier for men to find work than it's for for women, especially if you use your hands. If you're not even trying to like, and you know what else? If I know you have children and you don't take care of your kids, besides the thirty dollars a week you give in child support every other week, yeah, that's big broke activity right there. You can't take you, you can't take take care of your kids for sure. And I feel like, you know, I've dated below my price, my my worth range before financially. And it does not end well sometimes because sometimes guys be like, oh, well, you know, all I can give you is this. They try to play the victim game and that shit is so corny to me. So broke, you, men don't stay, real men who's about their business don't stay broke for long. They always find a way. So I feel like if you don't have that hustle ambition, like trying to get it for you or get it for your, your family, yourself, like you broke. Nah, I feel that one hundred and ten percent. I feel that one hundred and ten percent. It's not even about like, oh, you could work at Target and not be broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm not sure if where I am right now that that would be the the man that I would, you know, set a future with. But I would commend you a lot more. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, you're not like for me, like. You broke down basically what bro- what broke is and how you see it from a woman's perspective. As a man, like, and I'm I'm strictly talking talking about like, like strictly men because we were talking about something in the chat just now. Um, if you can't take care of basic finances, like if your cell phone be off, like. I've had myself. You don't have a plan, like right. not, if your cell phone off and you don't got no plan, that's crazy. That's crazy. And maybe broke women too. Right. Don't get it twisted. There's oh, broke yeah. women out there too. That's that you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, oh, they de- depend on the the government or welfare because that's that's fake. That's that's a narrative that they put on black women, especially to try to make them less desirable to the masses. But there are women out there who won't get it unless a man gets it for them. And that's broke. Oh yeah, that's that's super broke activity right there. Nah, that that's, that's big broke activity. When you have to depend on your partner to get get you where you need to go. Yeah, like I can understand one thing: you lost your job and you're trying to find something. Your partner is helping yes, you out. Yes, of course, we all and, but, yeah, we all have trying. our moments. We all yeah. have our moments. You know what I'm saying? Like we could be, and I always say this, you could be up today and down tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. we are all, most of us are one or two paychecks short from poverty. So let's not even, no matter how much money we make and this and the third, like we are closer to, to poverty than we think we are. So I'm not right. gonna stand be like, oh, because if you make minimum wage, you do this, you broke. But I feel like if you don't want better for yourself, you already come up with a broke mentality or you're that type of guy who goes online and be like, oh, I don't want to get married because, oh, you know, I don't want to have to sign a prenup like what you got, or I don't want to go out on a date with a woman and spend money like what? Like that—that that sounds corny to me. I've heard a lot of guys say, and I've said it once before, but really, I've really thought about it, and I'm like, huh, that's that's not a good reason. A lot of guys say that, oh, um, I don't want to be married because. Um, I'm not financially stable. That's fair. 
you can say that now, especially when you're yeah. all right. When you're in your early 30s or your mm-hmm. late 20s, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think in your early 30s, that's when you start to kind of look to start settling down. If you're not financially stable enough to get married at the moment, you get what I'm saying? Like, that's a fair assessment. But to say, I don't want to get married because I don't want her getting my money and you work off the books part time, like, make it make sense. Off the books part time? <laughs> off the books part time no health insurance no dental insurance no insurances of any kind no car insurance and the thing is it's like even if you live at home with your parents and you are still like not having to pay bills like you're not even stacking nothing for yourself like just in case like that's broke behavior to me yeah, that shit is completely insane to me. Completely there's insane. There's a lot of people who think that way. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, nowadays, because this generation, I don't know if it's the bath salt generation that these kids, but they don't believe in dating. They they just believe going straight for the gusto. Like, well, you got to It's like, I'll never forget. I gave my number to somebody a couple of months ago. And they was like, oh, I was like, all right, so when are we going to go out? He said, yeah, you can come to my house. Like, why am I coming to your house? Like, you just want me to just come to your house? You don't know me from a can of, a, a can of paint. Just that's not a, yeah, that's not a date. That's not, that's, that's not a date. That's not a date. That's not a date. Now, saying just come to my house and not having anything planned, I can understand you said, hey, come to my house. I'm going to cook for you. It's not a third. I don't want to be in your house out. the first time I'm no. hanging out with you. Right, no. But just, I think just saying you're gonna do it like for me i'm not gonna bring nobody to my career the first time anyway no that's that's no and that's, that's slow. And a woman expect and not um, well, a woman not wanting that doesn't make her a gold digger or anything like that it's like you don't not. have to spend a lot of money on a date to have a good date you don't you get what i'm saying you could we're, most of us live in new york city like you could find something to do you get what I'm saying? But instead of like busting it open in, in some $40 hotel spot, like, or going to somebody mama that they got rolling. What? <laughs> like, make it make sense. <laughs> and you know who tries hardest to date? Married men. They try harder than single guys. They do. They do. They do. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. it. But y'all what? generation, you Yo, date your date your wife, fam. Date your wife. <laughs> y'all a little younger than me. You know what I'm saying? So y'all a little. You see me? I remember at least a guy trying to fool you just a little bit. Like, I, you know, we all know what what you want at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's obvious. We get it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like so many women have allowed men to just like take them out for for weed and the hotel, and that's it. I have to hold hold on a second. I gotta take this. Yeah, that that is extremely crazy. Like when we really sit down and really think about it, like um, long term, like people just don't understand what the dating thing is nowadays. But um, moving forward on to some um, some sports, I'm going to talk about James Harden for a little bit. And I was watching ESPN today. I was watching first take and I heard. Oh. First of all, shout out to Amari Stoudemire for being on. Amari Stoudemire has actually left the Brooklyn Nets staff, and he was on first take to kind of, you know, give his input on the playoffs and a little bit of Kyrie stuff, um, a little bit of James Harden stuff. And 
more or less the James Harden stuff. He basically he didn't he didn't specifically said it say it, but it looked like James Harden quit on this team, and he wasn't the only person who thought that. Kendrick Perkins thought that, and so did Stephen A. Smith. Looked like he didn't do it on purpose. Looked like he was playing bad on purpose. And I wonder why a player of his caliber who's probably going to get a $54 million per year contract for the next five years is going to be playing like he doesn't want to play anymore. And then I broke it down. I thought about it. And then they broke it down on on, uh, first take, and it all makes sense. If we look at Houston, uh, whenever James Harden didn't want something, it immediately went away. So we're going to start with Chris Paul. When Chris Paul, well, no, I'm sorry, we're going to start with Dwight Howard. When Dwight Howard was there, say what you want, and people can say what they want about Dwight Howard. At that time, when they got Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard was still a top 10 player in the league. You got Dwight Howard, and you didn't like Dwight Howard, so Dwight had to go, right? You got Chris Paul. Chris Paul, Paul, Chris Paul on his way to being one of the best point guards of all time. Not on his way, but he's arguably one of the best. He's definitely top three point guards of all time. And, nah, top four. Yeah, top four. Top three, top four. Yeah, in that range. But the point guard is one of the best point guards ever. And he couldn't get along with James Harden. And it's not Chris Paul, it's James Harden. So guess what? Chris Paul to Oklahoma City. Right? I'm so sorry about that. It was it was work. Um, it's cool. James Harden is exactly what I've been saying he's been for the since we started this podcast. I feel like last night was no different than the James Harden of old that you know he does not show up in key moments. And this is something that I've always said. You know what I'm saying? They put him on these MVPs. They put him on these this and these lists and stuff like that. And I'm I'm thinking, why? Why? You know, my thing is, show up when it matters. You Man. have to be out there who shouldn't be out there at all. You get what I'm saying? He is fighting for his life there. You take two shots in a do-or-die game. And then you want to turn around and make all this other money, and you're probably going to get it because of your name, not because of what you've shown to the team. I think that's so crazy to me, but that's this is where we are. But James Harden is he gets the the donkey of the week basically for sports. I mean, it's a donkey of the year for the NBA. The last couple of years, because he was the same way at the Brooklyn Nets, the same way. And the thing is, too, it's like, at what point do you be like, well, look, you know, this guy, he had great moments, but does great moments make a great player? That This is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Because great players would know to step up to the plate. If you don't got it, you're going to make sure your team got it. If you're, if you're cold that night, you're going to find other ways to hustle. You know, I might be cold with shooting, but you know what? I'm going to assist. I'm going to rebound. I'm going to play defense. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to pull out another weapon in my arsenal. I'm not just going to stand there, commit turnovers, and look crazy. The problem with James Harden is, and it's crazy if we, we go back, and we're killing Ben Simmons, but he basically did the same thing Ben Simmons did. Yeah, but but the thing is, I, 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 it's worse from Harden. Yes, it's worse from somebody worse. who is, quote, unquote, one of the best scorers of all time. 
to only take two shots in the second it's half. It's worse. The thing is, you right. can't even put Ben Simmons in the same category as James Harden. You can't do that. And I think it will be a disrespect to Ben Simmons because at the end of the day, James Harden has done this on many teams. He's done it in the Thunder days. He's done it in the Houston days. He's done it in the damn Brooklyn Nets days. Mm-hmm. You're playing on these teams that have potential to do better, and it's riding on you. You want that superstar contract? You know what I'm saying? What are you doing to get it? Like, my thing is, you know why people don't say this stuff about KD? You know why people don't even say this stuff about Kyrie? Because they have rings to show for it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Were, they were part of the reason that their teams got yes. to where they got needs to at, go. At certain, point, at certain parts, yes, you could talk about Kyrie's productivity when he went to Boston. You could talk about his productivity as a net and the distractions. But, you know, to be honest with you, when you have a moment to show and prove, it's like, when has James Harden shown and proved? When it counts. <laughs> We're not talking about playing the Knicks in 2017-18 and then posterizing everybody on the roster who's not even on the roster now. We're not talking about playing against the Bucks before Giannis or this team before that or having these thrilling games during before the All-Star break when it doesn't even count. We're talking about during the playoffs. What moment has James Harden had during the playoffs that's memorable? Um, when they played, who did they get swept against? Back in the days, was it? It wasn't LeBron and the Heat, was it? But they got cool. swept. Who? Cool. The Oklahoma City Thunder. You talking about in the finals? Yes. Didn't they make the yeah, finals? They, four to one. They lost. They lost four to one to the Heat. No, I think they got swept in the finals by the Heat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he's going to be remembered as somebody who's overrated. I'm sorry, and I know I throw, I don't really throw around the overrated tag that much. There are a handful of people who I say are overrated. I say, I always say, I always say Jordan. I always say um, Aaron Rodgers. I mm. say Michael Jordan, Aaron Rodgers, James Harden. And it's sad because it, try, do something. Yeah, they lost to the Heat four to one. Yeah. And he was the sixth man of the year. He was coming off the bench. And then he fought to be the, the face of a franchise. He went to the Houston Rockets after being the, the third cog or the fourth cog on the wheel at Oklahoma. He went to the Rockets. What did the Rockets do that was so great when he was there? Nothing. Oh, go over oh damn 30 from the three-point line in, in damn fourth quarter of a game. He had, to me, he had one stellar season, and that was the season that he became. Um, yeah, that's definitely not even then. My problem with James Harden is you can do all of that in the regular season. When it's your time to shine in the playoffs and the spotlight is on you, you fold every single time, every single time. Not one playoff series or closeout where it was a big game has James Harden performed to make me be like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Not every single time. I like I've had arguments about this in the past. I'm like, I don't care how good of a scorer James Harden is, when the game is on the line, when the playoffs is on the line, a trip to the finals was on the line, and it was you. Nothing. I think they went to the Western Conference final. Mm-hmm. One time, I think that was the same NBA, uh, that was the same MVP season, right? And they lost to the Golden State Warriors. Let me tell you something. I don't, like I said, 
James Harden, James Harden is best known for his time at, at the Rockets. You know, a lot of people don't remember his time at Oklahoma City. You know what I'm saying? Some of us do, but not a lot of us do. And, he choked. Yeah, he's a choke artist. And the thing is, don't disrespect Ben Simmons and put him on the same category as James Harden. James Harden was supposed to be up there with the Durant, with the LeBrons, with the Stephs, with the Clay. Like, he was supposed to be in those same discussions. Well, he's on the NBA 75 list, ain't he? Yes, he is. Oh, why? why? I, know and, I don't know why. And we always, we we talked about the NBA 75 list. There's a lot of people who shouldn't be on there. I, and I, he is one of them. Uh, he, yeah, he's one of them. So is Dame, and I'm I'm a big Dame Dallas fan. I don't think Dame should have been on our list. Not with no accomplishments. I think that was premature. Yeah. Dame being on the list is a participation award because he's not going to get past the second round. I feel like you're trying to disrespect my man Dame Dollars. Trying not to like go that route. I felt like I walked in on the right moment where you know we start shitting on um. The great Aaron Rodgers. I'm feeling some type of way. Oh no, not yet. <laughs> Can I just say also? Yes. I really thought Dame, Dame Dollars or whatever the hell y'all call him, Damian Lillard. I really thought I didn't realize he was in the league as long as he's been in the league. And to be honest with you, knowing that, there's no way he needs to be on nobody's 75 list. He's not even on 125 list. I mean, I, I agree. I don't think he should be on the list. NBA 200. That's too far. That's I really far. I really thought that this guy was just made the league a few years ago. I really forgot all about Damian Lillard. Until a, a, last year, they had a thrilling playoff. And then nothing. What did they do this year? Well, he, he was injured this year. He didn't play this season. I don't think I saw a Trailblazers game at all. But he got hurt. And then they traded CJ McCollum. They traded away that whole that now we not talking about that whole roster. We not talking about the other players right now. I want to talk about the the, the seventy five. I, I want to talk about the top seventy five. I want to talk about James Harden being a punk. And I hate to say that because I hate to talk about professional athletes like they're calling them names like that. Like I hate to do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But like that yes, you had Joel Embiid, who had wait what. Isn't Le- L- LeBron and LBJ, isn't that the same person? He gave LeBron the top three spots. Oh, Larry Bird. And Jordan. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. Sound like a broad sexual to me. No, no we're not going to use those derogatory terms in the show. You already know. Like, you already know where you're, you already know. He, Matt and Facebook jail, y'all. Matt I'm in Facebook penitentiary for no reason. He deserves it. I don't feel not one ounce. Oh, for telling the truth? No, it's not it's, the truth. You're, you're it is the truth. truth. You said it in private. You had to turn around and say it in public, and you know that Zuckerberg is watching. So why you did that? I mean, you know, once you get put in Facebook jail, jail once, that's you it. You always on parole. Yeah, yeah. This the second. This the second time. Yeah, second you got one defender. more. Yeah, then you you on sixty after that, bro. Like, <laughs> why? What? Well, why? Why you gotta call people hoes and stuff in public? Like you say, you got your point perfectly across to your group who agreed with you in private. The world so needs to know that. You got all the validation you needed. Why is my phone? You you also could have you also could have did it on Twitter, where, where it's the Wild West and it been all I'm right. still trying to understand Twitter. I'm really trying to understand Twitter. Facebook is 
That's, I mean, I got the biggest following on Facebook. So it's like, you sound like sense. the oldest motherfucker of all time, bro. I am. I am. You still I, I can't am. call people. You still can't call people hoes in the N word on Twitter. The the N word slipped. I don't know. How, I, it just it just you popped just up forgot. In and then the last yeah, time really you got suspended, wasn't it because you said somebody needed to get duct taped and raped? No, that wasn't it. So it was, what was it? What it was. So what was it? I said that um. I said somebody was a bitch. I don't remember who. Nah, it was deeper than that, Matt. I'm sorry. You're not gonna come up on this show and lie to them people. That's what you're not. Nah, gonna I think I said somebody was a bitch. I forgot. Nah, it was the, um, the duct, the duct tape and the butt rape shit. I just said that on 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 air. Yeah, no, and I think you went on. Air. I think you went on one of your tirades. Sometimes I go on the sports show page and I'd be like. Why is one of our, our, our participants in the show talking like this on a damn on our page? Like I sit there and, and marvel at like, you know what? I just shake my damn head because I'm like, yo, Somebody. you know better. Somebody gotta do it. No, no, it's not you. I'm just saying, yo, Darren Mori really is a hoe out in these streets. It's like, yeah, it's okay. Really you see how you said it now? Why you had to go and Twitter fingers it? I I was at work. I so, was please don't, so please don't think that I'm going to be walking around parading a free Matt t-shirt <laughs> on Facebook when you was wrong in two left shoes. Well, it's, it's the Rico law. They, you know, they got... You know, they don't got even, don't they even got, come at me with no Rico. They got Mike. <laughs> they got Mike. They said we was a whole... They said that we was a whole organization. I've been, on Facebook, I've been on Facebook longer than you two have been alive. I was one of the people who've been on Facebook since the beginning. I've never got my comments. I, my comments have never got me suspended off of Facebook. They just started doing this shit last year. No, it was like that a couple years ago too. There was a lot of reckless before this show. I'm not gonna hold you, so I don't know. They got they got more sensitive about everything. In, don't you know, say like sensitive. Don't they say don't sensitive. sensitive. I'm talking about Mark Zuckerberg. I'm, I'm not, not talking about the world. It's like a bitch you, too. Can't, you can't go in public and call people hoes in N words and be like, oh yeah, why? Oh my God, why did I get? Suspended. He really acting like a he really acting like a bitch though. Like he, he took my words out of out of you know proportion. I didn't mean it like that. I like I ain't say he he gets you know paid to be a hoe. I just said he's acting like a hoe. There's a difference. Like he's doing the most for a score. James Harden was his score. He so, ended up getting a worse version of Ben Simmons. Because James I don't know the defense. Yeah, but the thing is, do you compare Ben Simmons? This is my question to you, Matt. Do you What's compare up? a Ben Simmons on the same level as a James Harden, though? Like this, this is what I'm saying. Would you com- Would you compare those two? You can't, even though they play the same position. Right. Ben Simmons is more of a. Ben Simmons is t- technically a forward slash center. He just got point guard capabilities and he has court vision but what makes him so unique is the fact that he's so tall and he's able to guard one through five so on the aspect you get more bang for your buck getting ben simmons but you lose because you lose your scoring with james harden but if james harden is coming in the game and and not scoring at all in the second half and only giving you 11 points and nine assists i can get nine assists from ben simmons easily <laughs> like and i can get him guarding the best player on the opposition team. James Harden serves no purpose with 11 points. Like, right. so in, in all honesty, I'm saying that, like, 
I feel like you're getting more bang with your buck if you get Ben Simmons. If James right. Harden continues to play like how he's been playing. This is this is this is why I'm this is where I guess why I'm saying that you can't compare the two. You're not expecting the same productivity and leadership from Ben Simmons that you are from James Harden. What yeah. Joel Embiid showed on that court the other day, yesterday, was what the face of a franchise is supposed to do when their backs are against the wall and they can play at least enough. You get what I'm saying? Like, that is what competition is about, right? That should have been inspiring enough to a great player to give his best. Like I said, not every night you're going to have your shots off. But you bet if I can't shoot that night, you know what I'm doing? I'm rebounding. You know what I'm doing? I'm making sure that nobody, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Heat is not even that good of a team to me. They don't look scary to me at all. I don't don't get me wrong, they're not scary. They're not. They were they were scarier two years ago, to be honest with you. Right? My thing is Philadelphia, this James James Harden's productivity or lack thereof, right? Took Philadelphia from what could have been the first team, the top team in the sorry, I gotta go. Hold on. It took Philly from the top team to basically um, a team looking like they would never, never supposed to be in the playoffs in the first place. Like I mean, but truth be told, Dre, me and you kind of spoke mm-hmm. on this before. Yeah, where Philly fucked up at wasn't Ben Simmons. Where they fucked up at is where they let Jimmy Butler go for for Tobias for, uh, like, for Tobias Harris. Harris, and they let JJ Reddick go. They, those the, those two players is what fucked them up. Because they gave Tobias Harris that $170 million contract and didn't give Jimmy Butler the $190 million contract for five years. That was Elton Brand, too. Yep, like a whole hoe. He a hoe, too. He's a a mega hoe. Because that wasn't even smart. You was a bounce away from winning the championship. Because there's no way in hell that I don't see the Sixers not beating that Milwaukee team to make it to the finals. And Kevin Durant being hurt. And Clay Thompson getting hurt. Come on, you mean to tell me that sixteen wasn't going to be prepared to for that win, like to get that ring? So I mean, ultimately, you literally was a bounce away from getting to the championship. And you, and you, no. and, and yeah, you, should, you have you to go the best. Against, right. You, not to not to say they were going. They had a fast track, but they were more likely to beat. Um, what's the name? They were more likely to beat Milwaukee. What's that team name? Milwaukee. State. Yeah. yeah, they were, they were more likely to beat Milwaukee, and and they probably would have beat Golden State if if Golden State um, was still as beat up as they were, for yeah. sure. Joel Embiid would have dropped off Draymond Green, and I, I like Draymond Green, but he would have dropped Draymond Green off. So, I mean, like, Draymond Green did pretty good against Jokic, so I can't say that he did good with Jokic. But it reminded you know what it reminded me of? Remember that we were talking about the finals with um like. Andre Dollar getting the MVP, like the, yeah. the games where it was like, oh yeah, you Draymond was playing great defense, and Jokic had like thirty and, and fifteen. I was like, that's a fact. Uh, no, but, when, but, but, like, but meaning like he like, played good defense, he took mm-hmm. he took an element out of Jokic's game and what yeah. made Denver so dangerous. Where he forced the others to have to create their own shot and not Jokic having to you know set them up for a shot. So that 
lowered his productivity for a little bit. Not a major yeah. amount, but enough for Golden State to make runs like they do. So he he serves his purpose. But yeah, man, like the the, the Sixers, they shit the bed with with Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, and JJ Reddick, and then it just kept going down Shit's Creek with each season. And they go mess so, around and and. Maxi not gonna want to be there with James Harden because James Harden playing like a hoe. Like well, he's due for a big contract right now, actually. But my thing, yeah, and they broke it down on first take. James Harden basically would be due for fifty he would have average about fifty-four million for the next Fuck. five years. Fuck that. He ain't worth that. <laughs> like at this, point, the, no. at, at this point, we was killing Westbrook. I'm sure Embiid probably would have had rather Russell Westbrook, who's going to take a thousand shots, and he might miss nine hundred of them motherfuckers. But no, it, fuck that. Embiid would have he would have wanted Ben Simmons because at least somebody would have would have been trying to hold Jimmy G buckets because nobody oh, yeah, yeah, could yeah, stop yeah. that man. Last yeah, yeah, night. yeah, nobody. So yeah, nobody. that's where they miss Ben Simmons. They have nobody to hold that man, especially once Danny Green went out. Thigh ball oh. was just limited, so it was just none of them was holding James, but um, Jimmy Butler anyway. But like, <laughs> I get you. You stand a chance with Ben Simmons. You stand a bigger, a better chance with Ben Simmons and letting basically Tyler Hero beat you than to let Jimmy Butler, who really don't want to score like that, he wants to pass the ball, like snipe you from the whole game. Like what? My favorite scene of yesterday was. Jimmy Butler walking to the walking to his locker room. Tobias Harris over me. He dead said that, Tay. Jimmy Butler walked to the locker room and said, Tobias Harris over me. Okay, Jimmy didn't sell down now too. Okay, let me tell you something. I get it, I get it, but he about to get into my Dame Lillard um argument too. I don't know. I don't know if you can put him there. At least he's been to the finals. Like at least he Damian Lillard don't know how, what what the second round after the second round smell like. <laughs> yeah, because Jimmy Butler was coached. It's basically being co-coached by the the second greatest coach of all time. Who? Who fault is that? Pat Riley. <laughs> Who? Pat, Pat Riley. Riley. Oh, I'm about, I thought you was about to say freaking Tom Thibodeau. I was about to say no, nah, or him. <laughs> Look, I like. Spoke. He been yeah. in the league longer than damn Dame Lillard. <laughs> yo, was, another playoff game. Yo, Dallas and Phoenix, they ain't been throwing bolt throwing blows at each other. And Phoenix gonna mess around, get knocked out the playoffs. They are. Like Dallas not gonna make the finals, but they they gonna I'm, mess around. I'm not gonna, gonna hold you. I'm picking Dallas for game seven, bro. Yeah. I'm picking Dallas for game seven. There was something in Luca's eyes that looked evil last night. Luca's pissed. <laughs> I'm just afraid of dirt. It's only but so much you could play hero ball to. That you hero say dirt. That's Larry Bird Jr. That is Larry Bird Jr. Hey, that white boy you know is crazy. You know how I feel about Larry Bird, so I ain't even going to go. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I'm just saying as far as. Remember how everybody thought Larry Bird was not as good as every, like people were making him out to be. But then I'm one of those people. Yeah, but oh yeah, you one of those people who thought he was he wasn't good. And then he Larry was dropping Bird. Off. Yeah, and then he Larry was dropping Bird off everybody to his back. He played 
plays in the league against guys who like so did Michael. You I know what you're about to say. Michael did the same thing. <laughs> I ain't gonna disrespect the greatest of all time like that. Damn, we, damn, we, we, we can't put, we can't give that Magic no credit either. Then Magic plays against the same people. <laughs> the league, the league had the most wealth of talent spread across teams this generation more than the past because you That's had Michael was going in mm-hmm. against that left shrimp <laughs> and Greg Oster tag. Greg Oster, please don't bring up, please don't bring up Pete's favorite of all time. On John Sally, and and posterizing guys like you know Sam Cassell. I like Sam Cassell. You also posterize Patrick Ewing too. Everybody got to bring up old shit. Everybody got to be old shit. Everybody had you. You wouldn't make your strikes in the NBA in the nineties if you did not posterize Patrick Ewing. That's saying a lot, and it hurts my heart. He I didn't post around Hakeem Olajuwon, did he? Who could? Who could? <laughs> okay. That, that's 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 hard. That's hard. <laughs> okay, but he the goat. Hakeem, Hakeem studied the art of get the fuck out the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jordan, Jordan also studied Hakeem Olajuwon's footwork. Jordan too. played. Jordan yeah, played totally. all them grace when it was when they were drying up like raisins, like turning from prunes to raisins. Like this is what I'm saying. Like even. I would say, like, the wealth of talent that we've seen in the NBA over the past 20 years is unparalleled to any other generation. Any other generation, you had better teams. But this generation, you had better players. I think Jordan's hardest matchups in the playoffs, Isaiah Thomas, because Isaiah, before Isaiah Thomas got he injured and everything. Him. So it he was played Isaiah, with Spike. It was Isaiah Thomas. Um... You mean Joe Dumas? No, Isaiah oh, Thomas. Yeah. That, Joe Dumas. Yeah, Isaiah, yes, Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumas. And Joe oh. Dumas was, was punching and Dennis Rodman. Yeah. That that Detroit Pistons team that those couple that little five year little bubble that they were probably like the the upstart and when they won there too, yeah. Those Detroit Pistons, young Shaq and Penny. No. I said the hardest because no, he no, didn't play. No. Jordan didn't play him. No, no. Jordan didn't play. Yeah, he played them the second year. year. The the year that that they smoked him, yes. Yeah, but that doesn't – to me, that doesn't really count. You know what I'm saying? We're not counting the 45 years? I'm not counting that because he he left the league because he was about to get indicted for, like, gambling and stuff like that. So he left the league and played played baseball. So, look, Mm -hmm. let's not lie and say the Knicks didn't give them a run for their money. Oh, no, I I was getting to the Knicks. Let's not lie and say say that Reggie Miller and Rick Smith didn't give them a run for their money either, too. Mm -hmm. I'll start from the bottom. I'll start from the bottom. bottom, Because Shaq and Penny was an overrated duo, too. Cleveland, Cleveland used to get... They got smoked in the finals. They got smoked that finals. By um, one of the the best centers ever, yeah. But they got they got they they were outclassed and outmatched. The Bulls would have got smoked too by Elijah one too. And that, I, 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 don't I, don't I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the Luke, first year. Luke Longley would have would have would have held Elijah one down. Never. Right? The same way I'm Shaq just saying. Never. If Elijah one was dropping off Shaq, never. If Elijah one was dropping off Shaq, he 
man, imagine what he's going to do to anybody. I think Olajuwon would have won that battle, though, against Shaq, though. He did. I mean, <laughs> you talking about prime Shaq or you talking about Orlando Shaq? I'm talking about all Shaqs. Even Shaq now. Oh, wow. Even Miami Shaq. I don't know. I don't Even know. Miami Shaq was garbage. Miami Shaq was garbage. Do you remember when he went to the Cavaliers and he said he go win a ring for the King? Yeah. And then, and then, got, they and then got, traded, got traded the next year. They didn't do that. They, he didn't that's when I, sell- I named him a sellout. He was a sellout but, after um, that. But um, <laughs> I feel like the – yeah, you're right. Jordan and company would not have – especially when they got Barkley, Barkley the next year. You're talking about the Rockets? Uh, yeah. No, well, the, if if it's that, then I think the, I don't want to see them two old ass teams go against each other. I'm talking about. And then also, you know what? Seattle. <laughs> let me tell you something too. A lot of people don't remember that series, but that Seattle Supersonics, uh-huh. Chicago Bulls series for the '96 um, championship. There were moments where it was looking kind of scary. They pushed them yeah. to game six. Oh, yeah. When Gary, yeah. when Gary Payton was having Jordan. Was strapping up Jordan, quote unquote, Locking and Jordan up. was laughing at him. <laughs> yeah, but, you Locking know, he's laughing up. now, but he wasn't laughing in game three. He wasn't laughing. Oh, yeah, he definitely three. wasn't laughing at three. He was not <laughs> laughing. Three, game three. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I had him holding him the whole Let me tell you something. If Carl Malone mm. wasn't a full-on rapist, a Debbie dad, and a whole Jeez. hoe, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I would have yeah, wanted to call people hoes. No, but she's not calling people hoes on Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook. And and then the thing is, they don't even. You see, if I was gonna call somebody a hoe on Facebook, I would at least change the privacy to friends. I thought I did that. No, you no, did not. You put it inside our group with public. <laughs> yeah, That's but anyway, bad. they were whole hoes. Like, fuck. Um, what's his name? Carmelo. He a he he is a he hates he hates his, the skin that he's in. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a rapist, Lord. statutory rapist, by the way. He got a, a 16-year-old girl pregnant and then taking as a baby. 13? Yeah. Oh, that so. makes it better. Mm. <laughs> and then he don't take care of the kids either. He never took care of the kids either. He never accepted his kids. Where's the mailman? What do you expect? I expect a man to, to have kids to take care of his kids. Like, wherever he lay his head is his home. And you know who's just as worse as him? His wife. Because she stays with his ass. He's been married for 30 years. Trying to get with Kobe wife? He was married for 30 years? Yes. And he was was snitching too? Oh, man, that's crazy. Now, that's a hoe. He's a whole hoe. Any, anyway, moving because that conversation is going to turn that next that yeah, conversation is going to turn crazy too. Like I never like Carmelo. He's a whole hoe, so I'm not even going to talk about the Utah Jazz. Okay, because that that whole team, he could go right. They could take that finals and shove it right up their ass because yeah, so, you know how I feel. Oh, but yeah, anyway, absolutely. there absolutely. were many times. There were many times where the Bulls looked beatable in a way that. The freaking Miami Heat didn't look beatable in 2011-12. You know what I'm saying? There was times that the Golden State Warriors looked almost invincible, and they were running through roughshod through a league that had this person, that person, these people, that people, they mama, they daddy. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that's why I can't say that Jordan is the goal. Like if I play basketball against freaking seventh graders, I'm gonna smash them. Oh, you're the goat. No, you're the goat. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I would hope so. You got at least two feet on, bro. 
Yeah, but you haven't grown since the fourth grade, and you talk about me. I'm just she saying, you, you she haven't. Got advantage. She also you got two feet on you too, though. Okay, so exactly. You have an you have an advantage. Use it to your advantage. Okay, you have a disadvantage. I know. <laughs> You've been the same height since elementary school. Not necessarily. I did. I did get a growth spurt. Grade. My eleventh grade, twelfth grade. Yeah. 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 No. I don't know. My my goat wouldn't eat pizza from Utah either, so I'm not but sure. But you know what? They messed up. They should have did that pizza trick in game one. No, game three. Who had home court <laughs> advantage? I think um, if they played three, game six, that means Utah had game Utah, Utah had the better record both year, both both years. Okay, yeah, so yeah. then you you do something like that in game one. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't help. They they still lost that game. Yeah, yeah, it didn't yeah help. you know why they. You know why they. You know why they lost. You know why they lost. <laughs> because Karl Malone is Jordan. a disgusting piece of trash that did not deserve a ring. That's why when he went to the Lakers, that's why when he went to the Lakers, they didn't win. John Stockton is one of the worst championship teams I think I have ever seen in my life. You said John Stockton's overrated. Yep, I, I said what I said. Overrated. I said what I said. You've he's said not, that before. You said he's that. He's not a top five point not, guard. I'm not doing that. That's I tough. I can give you overrated, but I can't give you t- not, not a top, a top five, five point guard. I think you got his assist. I think as the game, I think as the game evolves, you you have the 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 ranking evolves with it. I think for for the time that he played, he was top five and wasn't two. Mm-hmm. I can name five point guards better than him. During that time? No, I can name five point guards in general better than him. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I'm agreeing that as as time evolves, like, you, you can't say that he's better than this person or better than that person now. You get what I'm saying? Like, I you think he's overrated, but I think Jason Kidd was overrated, and I love Jason Kidd. Oh, that hurt my soul. Oh my gosh. You walling. You walling. No. You gotta explain you gotta explain to me how you defecate on, on, on the great black on the great Jason Stay black, eat chicken, what? and lay down and pay taxes. I don't even really care for Steve Nash like that. Steve Nash is a better point guard than Steve than Nash. Steve Nash is overrated. I can't. I can't I, I'm not a girl. I'm not disagreeing with you. you. I can't give you both John Stockton and Steve Nash. Like two MVPs. One of them. So one of them. You're not doing it. Don't do this, man. You can't do Don't both. Do you, can't, you can't say both are overrated. If I didn't say. Go, if didn't you say had to overrated. go with who's the overrated one out of the two, if no, you I'm had to say who was overrated out of the two, I'm gonna go with Nash. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Oh. I'm not gonna go with. I'm not gonna go against the guy who's um the all-time leader in assists versus the guy he who stole. Ooh. <laughs> so we forgot Carl so Malone is not a top five scorer of all time. We forgot that. Yeah, we should. You know, we should scrap him. We should scrap him. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should remove his records then. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's the only reason why his assistance popping like that. Let's be. Let's keep it a B. Like Steve Nash made everybody around him better. That's what I equivalent to a Yeah, a, but a like who? Amari Stoudemire who couldn't stay healthy for one season? Let him let Joe him Johnson, Raja Raja Bell, who? Boris D out. Raja Bell, Joe Johnson. They're not great players though. But he Hold made on, them gotta, better. I gotta take this. I gotta take this. All right. He made them better. John Stock, you can't name nobody else on that Utah Jazz team that John Stockton made better 
other than Carl, Carl Malone. I'll wait. I'm looking in the comments. I don't see nobody saying nothing. Nobody can't tell me who John Stockton made a made man or made him better or made him great other than Carl Malone. I got Steve Nash. I got Jason Kidd, Chris Paul, a.k.a. Point Guard, Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, who's way better than John Stockton. Nobody want nobody to get that man credit, but it is what it is. We need to be realistic people. John Stockton is not as great as everybody make him out to be. He's great, but he's not a top five point guard. He's not better than he's Isaiah not, Thomas. He's not a top five point guard right now, but like Tay said, for his time where he was playing, yes, he was. I don't know. It's debatable. It, when he was playing, there was nobody better than, than him. Outside of – outside, you can debate – Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas. I'll give you Isaiah Thomas and Magic over John Stockton. I'll give you them both over John Stockton. What I'm like, but you know, basketball purists will be like John Stockton over everything because of the damn near 12,000, how many thousand assists that he has. I get it. Cool. But in terms of Steve Nash, nah. I can't give Steve Nash both those MVPs, and we, we both know we can't give Steve Nash both those MVPs. But he got it for a reason because he made his team. A and Andre Iguodala and Andre Iguodala got a Finals MVP after being dropped off the whole series. The, I agree the, with the, you. The, the shit don't make no sense, right? I agree with you. But okay, okay. Name uh, somebody on that Utah Jazz team that he made other than Carl Malone. Jeff Hornacek. Get the fuck out of here, Jeff. Really? <laughs> Stop. You, you don't know. Hell no. No, not even. I'm not even accepting that shit. You got to relax. I'm not even Jeff doing Hornacek. that. Jeff Hornacek. No. That is some Pete shit. You know that, right? That's some <laughs> yes. real Pete shit. Yeah. No. Hell all right, no. All right, I'm not all right, even all right. allowing it. Yeah, you're right, Wallace. Right. But we can all name right. every, we can name a lot of players Steve Nash made better. Just like we could do the same thing with Magic Johnson. We could do the same thing with Isaiah Thomas. We could do the same thing with Jason Kidd. Hell, we could do the same thing with Gary Payton. Jerry Isaiah Thomas, how, how many players I say Thomas made better? Because he looked like he only made Joe Dumas and 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 what's his name better and Bill and Beer better. Can't say he made Dennis Robin better because Dennis Robin is not offensive. That was player. your rebound. That was rebounds and defense. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you you give me? I'll give you Joe Dumas and, and Bill and Beer. That's, give you that's two. That's two to John Stockton's one. Two, two to John Stockton's one. John Stockton got two. He got one. Two, one and a half. Stop. You stop. Ain't nobody checking for Jeff on the set. Stop. I mean, you Antoine, stop. He made my man Antoine Carr real good. Too. You gotta, you gotta, all right. I'm, I'm about to peace out. You, you, wait, you, wait, wait, wait. Wait, what was that do? Oh, oh, my man. Um, you better not. I, <laughs> the Jordan Stopper. I'm about to go. I'm about to go. No, 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 no. All right. You're right. really on some peak shit now. You really you <laughs> nah, gotta, I'm playing, I'm playing. Play. But moving forward, um wasn't oh Giannis and the Giannis and the Bucks versus the Celtics. Let me tell you something about Mr. J. Rue, Mr. Clamp God, Drew Holiday. Man oh man. Most underrated player of all time. Who? Drew Holiday is the most underrated player in the NBA. I'm not gonna say all time, but he's the most underrated player in the NBA. And it's been like that for, for at least six, seven years. Yes. At least six, seven years. Okay. 
But the Bucks and the Celtics series uh, is probably one of the whoa, best. Whoa, 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 whoa! You agree? That wasn't a full out agreement. That was that was like all right. No, because I know that people be bugging. Because at the end of the day, Jason Kidd is overrated, and Steve oh. Nash is overrated, <laughs> and John. St- well, I could give you one or the other. If Jason, if Steve Nash is, or if Jason Kidd is overrated, not Jason Kidd. If John Stockton is overrated, Jason Kidd is overrated too. Nah, nah. Steve Nash got to be overrated too. Then they all got to be overrated too together. No, if I'm picking, if I'm taking all three, if I'm taking one of those threes. The, the goal of the point guard is to help mm-hmm. motherfuckers get points. Okay. And so you're not going to lead, you're not going to have the guy who has the most assists of all time. You're going to call him overrated. And the guy with the third most assists of all time? You're going to be overrated third? too? Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd is not far off. Yeah, but you can't say that he's better than, than John Stockton, though. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, 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 no. I'm not saying Jason Kidd is better than. I think Jason Kidd was more. Uh, I think Jason Kidd. Jason, what Kidd, I was, Jason Kidd was well rounded. Is Jason Kidd I, better than John Stockton, Matt? Yes, hell yes, bro. John Stockton is a top ten point guard. He is not a top five point guard. So who I think is, we got to kill that. Who is who is a top five point guard of all time? I don't oh, want to. Oh, let me tell you from that era. I want to go between nineteen ninety and two thousand. All right. Let me see if I can do that. Can we count Matt Johnson still? Yeah. No. Okay, yes. You still playing? You still playing? Didn't he play one season? Two. No. Matt Johnson wasn't the best point guard in those two Who seasons. Who cares? He he's, still in, he's still in there. He's still in there. He counts. He counts. Okay, Stephen A. Um, um, Smith. Go ahead. All right. Isaiah Thomas, because he was mm-hmm. still playing. Uh... I said Thomas. Oh, yes, he was still playing. He still was playing. Don't disrespect me, Jerry. I didn't say he was playing, but Jesus, bro. Isaiah Thomas is on one leg by then. Hey, we ain't even gonna count how many left foot John Stockton punk ass was on. We ain't gonna do that. John Stockton was on his way to the finals the next couple years after that because of Carl Malone. Uh uh. uh, You see how y'all like to say because of this person, because of that person. So if that's the case, Jordan is the greatest because of Pippen. I never said it wasn't. I'm not disagreeing with that. It doesn't. So that means he doesn't stand alone as the greatest. How are you figure? Because he could. Jordan, they, Jordan don't do all those things without Pippen. No, well, anybody? No, so, he doesn't. Not without Pippen. But I can say that. I would that, say he doesn't win six rings without Pippen. To say that he wasn't he equally wins, great. I don't think he wins. I don't think he wins half those rings without Pippen. All right, I give you the rings, but the greatness was still there. People would they wouldn't say that he wasn't great if he didn't have six rings. You know who was great? Dominique Wilkins. Yes, he was. Got, oh my god! <laughs> Clyde Drexler was great. We doing Clyde this Drexler again? Great. This, this Clyde Drexler and, and Michael Jordan were, were like, yeah. yeah. Nobody cared about Clyde until he won those the ring with the with the Rockets at ninety five. No one cared, and he was killing it in Portland. They gave the Bulls a run for their money in the in the early nineties during that other finals. They're still lost. Yeah, but like I said, 
I, I count greatness as being able to inspire greatness on different teams. All right, John Stockton don't do that. On different levels of teams, right? Jason Kidd, right? I love Jason Kidd. He's one of my favorite point guards of all time. But I'm not putting him above I'm not putting him above Isaiah Thomas. I'm not putting him above Magic Johnson. And I'm not putting him above John Stockton. Everybody else to me pales in comparison to Jason Kidd, apart from those three. And then now that I'm looking at it, Steph Curry. Okay, you you, you cut me up in two thousand. My only problem with Steph Curry is I don't find him to be a traditional point guard. Because he's not. He's not. Yeah, he's a shooting guard. Yes. All right, I'm about to switch over to the to the. the and I like and let me tell you something. You know who I have after them? I have um Chris Paul. Yes, I, and I think Chris Paul moves up someplace in that list. Yeah, like, but if I had to have my top five that I've seen play, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna put Chris Nash over uh, Chris Paul over, over Steve Nash, and I like Steve Nash, and I always like Steve Nash. But I'm mm-hmm. going by productivity and, and team's impact. And I think Steve Nash is a great point guard. But if I had to choose between, okay, if I had to look between John Stockton's stats and Steve Nash's stats. I'm going to go with Stockton every time. If I had to go by Stockton's uh, stats and Jason Kidd, the only thing that puts Kidd a little bit above Stockton only because of one ring that Stockton didn't get. That's it. But not about ability. The only reason why I would put, I think Kidd's three finals appearances is Stockton's two. And then Kid winning the ring in action in in them, and basically Jason Kidd spearheading those two of those finals appearances. Slight slight edge over Stockton in terms of that. I um, think, and, and I only give Matt the the edge because, um, Kid. When I'm looking back at Jason Kidd's career, he did do more with less. The Nets team. Yeah. The Nets team. The Nets team had a whole bunch of people who they looked like infants compared to the damn um, Lakers. Twice. Took them there twice. They looked better than the the 76ers where Allen Iverson, who people think is the greatest of all time. And I I think we might need to add him on that list too. Not me. What has he done? He's he's a cultural. He's the cultural. Culturally, he's the GOAT. I'm just saying I like him better than John Stockton. I'm just saying culturally, um, Allen Iverson is the GOAT, but he's not remembered for a lot of the stuff that he did on the court. He's remembered for more what he did to the culture off the court and the crossover. All right, give me my give me my time frame of point guards. Because if you're giving me 90 you give to me- 2000, I can't. You gotta you gotta spread it up. You gotta, yeah, just, you gotta okay, who's your top five all, all time? Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, and now Steph Curry. So you're gonna put Steve Nash over John Stockton? Yes. Two MVPs. No. Two MVPs. That's blasphemy to me. It's not. It it's really blasphemy. isn't. It really isn't. You see, how many I MVPs John he, Stockton he got? I told David, you. I'm sorry. Is David Robinson never better than Patrick Ewing? He's never gonna win MVP. Wait, in wait is David Robinson better than Patrick Ewing? David Robinson not better than Tim Duncan. Okay, and didn't David Robinson win? Didn't David Robinson win the MVP? Patrick Ewing's injured all the time. 
No, no, no. We got to use your Patrick logic. Was not, he, hold on. No, no. Patrick Ewan was always hurt. No, no, no. Not in the 90s. Not in the 90s. During the David Robinson. During the David Robinson time frame? Yes, yes. he was. No, no he, he wasn't. wasn't. He was getting him in the bull. He just could get to the finals. He couldn't get past the bull. Yeah, he can't get past the bull. What is the year David Robinson won MVP? The year um Elijah won um won the championship when Jordan wasn't playing. And that's the that year 90. That's the year they put in, in the playoffs versus Pippen where, where that, Pippen four, gave five, everything 90, he did. 90, 94, yeah. 95 season. That's when that yeah. was. I don't remember oh. the next part. I don't even the Knicks were playing the Bulls. The yeah, the they played the Bulls the and, and lost to the Pacers. You know I don't saying? remember. They lost to the Pacers in game seven, right? Patrick Ewan didn't start to get injured. He got injured in the 98-99 season when he got, went down with the Achilles. And that's when Marcus Camby was starting to be that 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 new guy. I like Camby, though. I fuck with Camby. I like Camby, though. I'm just being honest. You know what I'm saying? So Patrick Ewan did not have a lot of injury-ridden years like some of these other guys have. But David Robinson was not better. I got to look that up. Well, I'm pretty sure something happened to him that year. But what I'm saying, what no, I'm saying, nothing, happened logic... that year. nothing happened that year to Ewan. Ewan was, I remember, you know what he did that year? You want to know what Patrick Ewan did? You want to know? Do you remember? I'm Instead listening. Instead of dunking it on the Pacers, oh, right? Because that was the same series where oh, Reggie Miller scored like six points in 30 seconds, please, right? Why did you bring this up? And this is the, the playoffs where Patrick Ewan did a finger roll of death. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what Patrick Ewan yeah, did. I'm going. I, the reason why I brought Patrick Ewan and David Robinson is because you said two MVPs. Yeah. David Robinson has an MVP, and and wasn't they? Ewan doesn't. But we don't think David Robinson was better than Patrick Ewan. Not this cool. is not. This is not New York bias. This and he is has two rings. Too. And he got two rings. Right, and I still don't think he better than no, skill wise. If you go on skill wise, Patrick Ewing is definitely better than is definitely and, better than David Robinson. Yeah. But if I'm going skill wise, Steve Nash is better than fucking John Stockton. Skill wise, tell me what he can do other than give Carl Malone the ball. It was you can't name nothing. Okay, Steve Nash made everybody Steve, around Steve him Nash, better. Steve Nash and Steve Nash and the Phoenix Suns were not always a team to beat. The Utah Jazz. After a while, became the team to beat. Oh, you talking, you talking about when Steve Nash was on Phoenix? Yeah, wasn't they the number one seed? What did they do? They got dropped off in the, in, the, in the conference, I believe. But still, oh, yeah, they got dropped off. Yes, yeah, right. By the exactly. Spurs. It's neither there nor there, though. Come on. Wait. So wait. So Tony Parker got three rings. He better than Steve Nash. We're not gonna go that route. We're not gonna do that. Nah, we got him. He had Tim Duncan and Mono Ginobili, and 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 he come on, we ain't gonna do and Steven Jackson. We're not gonna do that. Nash got Nash got two MVPs with Boris Diaw and and Roger Bell. He's moving moving the goalpost now. No, 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 no. You talking about the king of moving the goalpost? Telling me I'm moving the goalpost? You talking about the Spurs? I don't like them. Steve Nash's teams never went to the finals. No, I know that. I know that. I mean, what can you do when you're on Dallas and Phoenix? You got to get past the Spurs eventually and the Lakers. Yeah, well. So to go back to your point list, that is your list. You can have that. That's you that's gonna put you. John Stockton on your list. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> my I'm list. Disappointed in you, Dre. My, my list. I'm disappointed. Magic in you. Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, Jason Kidd, 
John Stockton, Chris Paul. That's what that's my list. See, I just want to disrespect that's my same exact my same exact list. Just disrespectful. So so light skin Jesus is not gonna get no no love from no knee. That's oh, what y'all gonna do. No, he, he, I'm not gonna give a combo guard the spot where people who made their teammates better. Chris Paul He's a point is a guard. point guard. He's a point guard. Chris though. Paul is the only Chris Paul, this generation is the only record. He's the only one on that list that resembles a true point guard. Pete, Jesus Christ, you look rough. What is like with God. the hair? Jesus Christ, you, bro. you look like you was in you look like a extra in happy days. What's that about, bro? <laughs> Not happy days. Oh uh, my God. Listen, th- this is what happens when it's raining outside. Okay, we don't want to hear all that. So who's your top five point guards of all time? And you better not say John Stockton. Who's your top five point guards of all time? Um, who's going to say John Stockton? Magic Johnson's got to be on that list very easily. Um, Isaiah Thomas has got to be on that list. Um, don't give details. Just say, just say the five. Five. He's going to say, yeah, say Bob Cousy. Uh-huh. He's going to say Bob Cousy. Watch. He said Magic, Isaiah Thomas. He's going to say Bob Cousy. Isaiah, Chris Paul, um, Stockton. What the fuck, and, man? And I and honestly, uh, and, J- and Jason Kidd. Oh! <laughs> yeah. I'm disappointed in all of y'all. Yo, did you hear? Y'all are overhyping this man. Nash Y'all are overhyping this man. All time. So the only reason why, and here's the thing, I believe stop. I believe Steve Nash is an all-time great point guard. There's no doubt about that. But I don't think he cracked that top five because there's no way he goes past the greatest little guard ever in the history of the game, and Isaiah Thomas. And you could even put, if you wanted to, you could say that Allen Iverson's up there as well. But Allen Iverson, like a Steve Steph Curry, was a combo guard. He played both two. And the one, and so when you when you put that put into the Steve equation, Curry. yes, position wise, he was a point guard, but you know he he's known Curry more for being John a scoring Curry. guard more than anything. Um, Jason Steph Kidd, Curry over light, over, Jason over, Kidd over is John Jason Stockton. Kidd is the master. Jason Kidd is the master of the triple double. Made every franchise he ever. So you go in that route. Russell Westbrook is better than John Stockton. Then hold on, Inc. Hold on. You go in that Jason route. Kidd, exactly. Jason Kidd made exactly. Jason Kidd made every Jason Kidd made every franchise he ever played for better. And all I have to say to prove that is he took Mr. the Westbrook Nets to two. He took the Nets to back-to-back finals. Who did John He took the Jersey Nets to back-to-back finals. And the only time the Knicks have had a winning record in the last recent amount of years was when Jason Kidd was their point. Thank you. That alone is why he's in the top five. They was they 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 they, they had the Atlantic Division. I remember that year. He was number two in the conference. And, and Jason Kidd at that point was damn near sixty-five years old. Guess what happened to us? Stop. Don't do it, Tay. You <laughs> already brought up Patrick Ewing in that fucked up ass layup. Guess Don't do it. I can't take it no more, Tay. Let it go. Second round. You, you're not, you can't, you can't eliminate him. You can't, you can't put Nash, you can't put Nash above Magic Johnson because Magic Johnson basically revolutionized the point guard position. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for Magic Johnson, if it wasn't for Magic Johnson, you don't have a point forward. That's it. If you don't have Magic Johnson, you don't have a point forward in the NBA. And the reason why I can't put him over John Stockton, very simply, is because John Stockton was hands down the best point guard in the NBA for, what, a good 12-year period. You could not – you knew exactly the play John Stockton was going to run every single time he came up the court, and you could not stop it. John Stockton and and Larry Bird have one thing in common. They are both badass white boys you cannot stop. He's white? I didn't even know this. 
<laughs> you know, like John Stockton, everybody knew Stockton was coming down with the ball. He was going to drive, kick to Malone. Or John Stockton was going to come down, pick and roll, kick to Malone. Everybody right. knew what it was going to be. So now and, you and, just it, now you just said what I've been saying. Who the hell did he make better around him other he than He made that Carl entire Malone. Utah Jazz team Get better. Get the fuck out of here. No, he did not. John Stockton yeah, also. If, John Stockton is also for the top. Bulls of the nineties. If it wasn't, and we could say this about a lot of teams, you could say this about a lot of teams. But if it wasn't for the Bulls of the nineties, John Stockton, Carl Malone, and that Utah Jazz team alongside Jerry Sloan would have had two, maybe three rings in and that in that era. Nothing. They didn't get nothing. And, and the, yeah, but no a lot of teams team. got a lot of teams got <laughs> shut out of possible finals rings and victories because of the dominance of the 90s Bulls team. That's just what it was. The the the, the Knicks were shut out, the the Pacers were Mark, shut out, Markley, the Jazz GPO. the Jazz were shut out, the Sonics were shut out, everybody like all of those great teams. Listen, Houston did it right. The minute Jordan left, Houston got everybody together and said, "Yo, we doing this now cuz we don't know how big this window is." And Houston took advantage of that for back-to-back championships. But at the end of the day, like you can very easily say the Utah Jazz could have won two, maybe possibly three championships during that 90s era. The reason why that 90s Jazz team is so good is because of Stockton and Malone, but Malone is not where he is as a power forward without having the point guard that he had in John Stockton. That's bullshit. That's bullshit, you know. Oh, so so we think, oh, so you think Carl Malone was just that guy? (laughs) Because that's what it sounds like, man. He's a fucking mailman, bro. You see so the way Carmelo, he's built? So, so, see the way he's built? So Carmelo was that guy. That's what you said. He was that rapist. I don't like the disrespect that Matt, y'all have on Steve Nash. Matt Steve say Nash is a top five point guard. We got it. You got it. Y'all got to relax. We'll we'll leave that as debatable. But please say it right here on this podcast that Carmelo is that guy. Oh hell no! I'm never doing that. I don't like Carmelo. <laughs> no, no, I say it. He's not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm not gonna do that. Moving forward, moving forward. There's a question I asked um, Tay last week, and now that I have you guys on, I want to hear your answers to it. Um, Peace, swoop is distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. So, it's a lot. So, black athletes uh, versus black sports media. Um, why is it an issue between black sports media and the black? Um, black athletes. Um, Pete, I'm going to start with you. I think it's a very simple answer. I feel like it's. Hold on, before you me, answer, before you answer, why are you in an alley? Like, oh, because I'm I'm at I'm in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, the site of so my event next week. Uh, there is a okay. show happening here tonight, and I'm here promoting for next week's show. Um, okay, got you. Okay, so. The, the I think it's it's a very it's a very tough issue because I think everybody's in a very very delicate and weird space, right? Obviously, the black athletes look at the black media and they say, "You are, you are our people. We look to you to push the correct narrative that white sports media may not be may may not push. Protect us the way white sports media is not going to protect us." tell our stories in the way that that you understand as black sports media that white sports media is not going to understand give us the correct exposure that that we can't get from white sports media and so there's that there's that expectation i think from black athletes 
But at the same time, black sports media has the agency that white sports media does not to truly constructively criticize and call out black athletes. Because again, when white sports media does that, it has that tinge of, oh, here's another white person calling out a black person. Here's another white person talking about shit they don't understand or they don't know or speaking, you know, unknowledgeably about a black athlete. And the black sports media, you know, should be able to speak about and to those things that white sport media can't. And so when black sports media comes out there and lights up a black, a black athlete, all of a sudden there's this offense. But this offense also comes from a place of, I expected you to have my back. I expected you to support me no matter what I did. And that's a very bad expectation because, yes, we are there to support these athletes in a way that white sports media cannot. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that if you're doing something wrong, if you're doing something incorrect, if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, that we're just supposed to sit there and clap you up and act like act like nothing ain't wrong. Like, you know, like the room ain't stinking up. We're supposed to be able to call you out in a way that white sports media cannot because we're understanding, but we're calling you out from a perspective that is respectful. And that's the disconnect, I think, for me. The black athletes have an expectation that black sports media is supposed to support me no matter what, be on my side no matter what. And when the black sports media isn't because they're calling them out for things they should be calling them out for, there's that vitriol that comes out of that. Matt? Um, I I trouble with this with this question, right? Because you want to be fair, and you know we 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 you know we 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 walk this fine line of being honest and respectful, and yet holding people accountable without putting their head underwater per se, right? And um, that will be – because I, when I hear this question, I'm thinking, what, Stephen A. Smith and, and Shannon Sharp, right? The, 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 Stephen the, A. Smith, Shannon Sharp, Perk, Michael Wilborn. Um, I wouldn't even go Michael Wilborn. Like, no, it's I'm talking about like, all, I'm all black sports media, not just the ones that's like, ah. Yeah. But, all right. In, in, in particular, I'll use uh, uh, Ben Simmons – Right, as, as as a reference, right? I think the fun narrative is to call the man soft, right? Not knowing his not knowing exactly what's going on in his head, what's going on in his world, because he's not speaking out, he's not talking at all. All you hear is hearsay, right? So our job, right, as media is to spark the conversation, right? What could be going wrong? What could be the problem? Why is Ben Simmons not playing? What happened to his back? You know, what's going on with his head? Why is he not mentally there? Is that even real? Is he bullshitting us? Or does he just want to get paid? Right? We spot that conversation. And then you got some, you got some media, you know, some media that, will crucify him and not even fully understand what's going on with him because he's not saying anything. And it just turns into clickbait. 
And ultimately, in our culture, we look, we get shitted on regularly, right? That's it's just that's what they got to do. That, that that's what brings in the clicks. That's what brings in the buys and the money and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's understandable. But when you look at somebody that's that looks like you, probably live the same background as you, go through the same hardships as you, and then you look at him and then that person is not giving you a hand to get your face out the water, but putting your face deeper in the water. It leaves you wondering, is there anybody that's going to help me or is there anybody that's going to look out for me right because again we're black you know we've gone through the struggles we we all face adversity you would never think it'll be one of your own that does it to you and it hurts that plays a good portion of your 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 mental psyche so i i just find it like i said i get i understand the 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 job, because like it or not, we're part of the media. You know, it's our job to talk sports and in and, and every situations and, and, and spark conversations. But I, I, what I love about us mostly is that we're fairly objective. Don't get me wrong. I have my moments where I'm like, you know, I'm over the top. But one thing you can never say that I've ever said was Ben Simmons is, you know, lying about his mental health. I've never said that. I, I won't say that. I won't say what, what's really going on with Ben Simmons. Let him deal with it the way he deals with it. And when he's ready to get on the floor, he, he will get on the floor. I don't like that the narrative is he making it up. He just want his money. You're calling him a crook. If, if you look like me and that is your narrative, what do you think these white people are going to think? That That's just is representation. And if you don't represent us or defend us or help us, you're just as bad as the other white media that don't give a fuck about us. That's how I feel about it. I, I have a question for you, Matt. What's up? So I agree with you in the sense of if your head's underwater and you need help, right, that we would look to people who are like our own to help us out of it. But why is there this expectation? And that when I put my own head underwater, I'm the one drowning myself, that all of a sudden people got to come and save me and can't tell me about myself because i feel like that's the bigger issue i feel like black athletes get upset and get and get their egos hurt and and let's take the ben simmons one out of it because you're right about the mental health narrative right but i think black athletes get their egos hurt and get very offended when black media calls them out on their bs as if we're supposed to just leave them be and not call them out on it. So what's the question? What, 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 so what about those situations? Are we just supposed to sit there and clap our hands blindly and be like, no, there's nothing wrong. This is great. They're great. He's great. She's great. 
this is fantastic, this is fantastic, or are we supposed to call you out? But then when we call you out, we're getting the vitriol because now we Uncle Tom and or now we we not defending you or now this, that, and the third. No, there's a difference from calling me out on my my stuff and being held accountable or spinning the narrative to make it more interesting for everybody to be to for everybody to watch it. That's where Well, that is the job of media. Yeah, that's the job of media, but then you can't you can't get mad when the athlete itself is sitting there like, "Wait, that's not true." Why are you You're playing right. in that why are you playing in that 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 row? You know what I'm saying? So and 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 uh, me me you and and Tavia, we've had these arguments about Kyrie Irving and 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 that quote that he said it's more or less like these people are puppets and the puppet masters are basically telling them what to say and they're spinning the narrative without getting the truth so okay, now so then what about when he comes out on amare amare worked in the organization amare was player personnel amare amare stoudemire worked Amari? for the brooklyn nets Amari yeah. Stoudemire this past year worked for the Brooklyn Nets. Amari Stoudemire went out there and he was a player personnel person. He worked directly with the players and he made his statements uh, on first take and on get up talking about the Kyrie Irving situation. So now he was there. He was in the ish. He was a part of it and okay. he's calling Kyrie out on his stuff. And there's a lot exactly of did he say that was calling him out. Cause Dre, I heard, I, I watched, I watched, Dre, I watched muted. both. You're muted. Just to fast forward it, because it wasn't too much that he said that that was out of context. Right. He basically said Kyrie Irving needs to put his focus more into basketball, which is what all of us have been saying. He hasn't yeah. said he did. He didn't say anything other than that. My, uh, but real quick, because I think my thing around. was that just real quick, the accountability. I think there's a lack of accountability in a lot of athletes, especially the black athletes when they get called out by black sports media. They don't want to be held accountable or they feel like black sports media shouldn't be the ones holding them accountable. But then you kind of create an issue. You you don't want to be called out. You don't want to be called out by the white people because they're white and they shouldn't be calling you out as a black person. And then if a black media calls you out, then they're a sellout because they're supposed to have your back. Right. Right. Thank you. And that's what I was getting to. I wanted to tell you your, your final thoughts on it because you spoke about last. Yeah, because I'm like I, I did not interrupt y'all at all. Like I said, I always believe. Like I like I said last week, and I think my point was 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 really what hit it on the head. Right. I am going. To, I'm going to. If I'm looking for somebody to mentor me or expect me to be at my best, it's gonna. Like I said, or like Matt said, I'm gonna look to the person who looks something like me. Right. And I feel like if you doing whack stuff on the court and off the court, like everybody should hold you accountable. And the thing is, I would rather Stephen A. Smith say the things that he said about Kyrie Irving than Max Kellerman say it. Because then you will wonder if there's some racial tones or undertones to what he's saying. You get what I'm saying? Even though he needs to be held to the fire for, for his lack of productivity or some of the things of being a distraction. Everybody will always wonder, like when someone said, uh, Mike and the Mad Dog said to uh, Dr- about Draymond Green, shut up and dribble. Granted, like I had said last week, it was different than the LeBron shut up and dribble because Draymond 
came and started talking about his skill on the court. So I took it as, yes, shut up and dribble. You're not talking about social justice activities. But because of of who him being a white male, you know what I'm saying? People that, well, why he said that? Or why he said this? You know what I'm saying? And it was a fair assessment as to what Draymond was doing. You know what I'm saying? My thing is, no, 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 no. You spoke uninterrupted. I said nothing. My thing is, I'm going to be tougher on my brothers because I want the best out of my brothers. I'm going to be tougher on my sisters because I want the best out of them. And I'm going to embrace them. There there are athletes out there that would not have had the fanfare if, if it not been for a Stephen A. Smith, if it not been for a Shannon Sharp, if it's not been for this. And people say that, oh, Stephen A. don't keep the same energy when it comes. And the thing is, it's coming from me who don't even like Stephen A. Smith. You get what I'm saying? For my own reasons. But he gives Aaron Rodgers the smoke. He gives Tom Brady the smoke. He gave Bill Belichick the smoke. Harshly, too. So when you act up, you need to take accountability, I feel. I feel like there were players who don't want to take accountability because they're sensitive about their craft. But then I also feel like we as media, we should know our place, too. Like, I, if I can't shoot a basketball, I'm not going to tell somebody else how to shoot a basketball, either. I'm going to say, I'm going to go by stats and figures and make my opinion. But I'm not going to be like, oh, he's a bum. What, how he ripped Ben Simmons was inappropriate to me. Very inappropriate. Because a couple of days later, he came out with a back surgery, right? It wasn't based on race. And I feel like I would rather him say it than somebody else. Matt, last word. Uh, to just a mad Max, um, what he said. Dog. Yeah. yeah, the mad dog shit. I what I when he said what he said about Draymond, it was more or less of it was yeah he said just shut up and play, but he was like nobody wants to hear you talk. I'm sick of hearing you talk. It's basically it sounded like a personal attack. jab. It was a personal attack because you don't like the player, you don't like how he plays, so you rather not hear anything he has to say. That's what made it so personal because again Draymond Green has a podcast. I listen to the podcast because Draymond Green is very intelligent when it comes to on-the-court play. So, yes, I would love to hear what Draymond Green has to say. So, for you to say an out-of-pocket statement like, just shut up, nobody wants to hear you talk. Like, you're not like you're not important. My man got to deal with TNT when his career is over. Everybody wants to hear Draymond Green talk because they like the realness of him. They like the knowledge that he brings. I don't want to hear Drake. I don't want to hear Drake. You're one person. Damn thing. And he going to be, and he going to be in the same position when he gets on TNT and he starts talking about somebody and he's as real as Draymond is. Cause you're right. Draymond is real, but he going to be in the same position where athletes are going to come at Draymond and tell him you shouldn't be talking. Complaining. The thing is, I was tired of hearing him complaining about the officiating too. That's where it started. It wasn't just, we don't want to hear you talk about complaining, complaining, complaining. Yes, it was nonsensical calls. Yes, I get it. You get what I'm saying? But because you have a history of getting these type of technical fouls, nobody, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Nobody cares anymore. You get what I'm saying? So that was the pretext. That, that was the preface for the comments. When Laura Ingram or whoever said it from Fox News about LeBron James, it was in response to 
the Ferguson riots. So that's a big difference to me. It's a difference, but more or less, he wasn't. I don't like. I listened to the podcast. I listened to the whole episode. He wasn't complaining. He was basically explaining from his perspective how the play happened, why he carried on the way that he carried on after, you know, the the he was the flagrant two was called, why he didn't think it was a flagrant two, because in all honesty, we all didn't think it was a flagrant two, and he basically just gave his insight from him being the player that was on the court. I didn't take it as him complaining. But I again, what, okay, you did, and 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 whatever I forgot his name. Um, um, I forgot his damn name. But yeah, he took it that way. Why? Because he just doesn't like Draymond. Some people that are, if you're annoyed with a person, sometimes you just rather not hear anything that they have to say. That's your prerogative. But you can't say, "Shut up, we don't want to hear you talk." That's not true. Not everybody thinks like how you think, and it right, sounds like a personal that, attack. It wasn't a it sounds to like me, a it wasn't a personal attack. Right. He wasn't talking for everybody. He was talking for himself. Mad Dog was saying that. Because when was the last time a playoff series was won by somebody talking about the playoff series? You want to win this playoff series? Nobody wants to hear you talk. Shut when it comes up and to, play. I always right. say that. And I don't mean a general nobody. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm so I want to see of Draymond, hearing Draymond Green. Green talk. Just shut up and play. Just shut up. Nobody wants to hear you talk. That's exactly that's what, what he said. That's what I want you to do, though. I'm not listen. I want. I like Draymond Green. I like his podcast as well. I listen to it as well. I listen to a lot of sports stars when they talk. And there's a time for talking and there's a time for playing. But at the end of the day, you're gonna sit here and harp on something that already happened. How you gonna fix it? Go out there and play. That's all that um, matters at the end of the day. See, Draymond can sit here and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And what happens if the Warriors lose? All you did was talk. We gotta. Bro. We gotta watch what we say when we say harp on it because it was only. Fifteen minutes of him speaking about it, it and it was recorded the same night it happened. It was recorded the same night. It was recorded the same night he did it happen. And I think honestly, we playing semantics now because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, stop, stop. Come. The thing is, just get out there and play. Like this is not about something bigger than I can understand if it was something if it was about something bigger than you. Mm-hmm. If it was something about bigger than than than, than your your in that your inability. To, to understand that it's your actions that got you the way you are. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what it is. And I always say, nobody don't want to see you, Otis. That don't mean that nobody don't want to see you. It means I don't want to see you. But if we're talking about certain people, like certain players responding to certain criticism and certain jabs that the media media have, he ha- he's in within all right to say what he has to say as far as that situation. So... I don't think, like I said, I didn't take it as him complaining. He wasn't complaining. He was telling his side of the story and how it happened in his real time. And he recorded it the night that it happened. And he didn't really speak about it afterwards. If you listen to Draymond's podcast, he breaks down all series. I just, I just think the flip. I think the flip side of that is you're 100% right, Matt. He has the opportunity to speak about it. But the flip side is that the people who don't want to hear it, 100% have the right to be like, I don't want to hear it. We just want to see you play, see what you're going to do after that. The Mad Dog thing is kind of shaky because it's coming from him. And when J.J. Reddick stepped in, he 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 checked him. He's like, listen, this is what it sounds like. You may not be saying that, but this is what it sounds like. And he checked him. So, but to round it off back to, to, to the black media 
it's like what uh, I'm going back to what Tay said last week. I am my brother's keeper. Nobody's going to watch my back like my brother. So as so, someone who sees someone like myself on the court and then, and then, and then having to critique them while on the show, it better, it's better to come from me than someone who doesn't look like me and, it, and you take it more offensive and you do more things. You, you, you act up more. And now the whole narrative has changed. But shout out to the rest of the um, Dabitator's Network. Shout out to everybody. Um, shout out to everybody here on the show. Guys, my birthday is coming up. Turning 31. So figure something out, y'all. Figure something I'm out. not going to hold you. I might be too drunk. <laughs> but um, Tay's mic unmuted. What happened? <laughs> It's two weeks from now, and you already thinking that you gonna be too drunk. Like y'all know, that's my baby birthday weekend, so we are gonna have to figure it out. Ah, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, it's a, it's a national holiday. We off that weekend. Trust me. That, that's my. That's the. That's the. <laughs> yes, we know. We know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know. We. Yeah, we. Yeah, what, what, what be the, the excuses all the other times? Huh? <laughs> what be the excuses all the other times? What other times? Do you be drunk? I'm just drinking. I'm sober now. I didn't drink now yet. Yet. It's coming. Today? Yeah. It's been a rough day. Tomorrow too? Nah, tomorrow I gotta work. And then um it's my son's first AAU game, so you know. Gotta go to West Virginia. Well, congrats to to little Shane. Congrats to little Shane. That nigga so, ain't little, he big. Bigger than you, yep. You know, he out there. He he like Tay height. Yeah, well, you know, just shut up, Tay. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's too sad. <laughs> been gross since the fourth grade, so not everybody could be five ten in the fourth grade, Tay. Yeah, but not everybody could be in their thirties and five two. Like what? I'm five <laughs> eight, five <laughs> nine. Thank five, you. Five, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> tell that lie on your driver's license. Don't tell that lie to me. Tell My license actually say 5'9". I'm not your, your license should say 5'6". That is a, I'm not 5'6". You are 5'6". I'm not. You are 5'6". I'm not. I'm like 5'6". There's, no there's no way that I'm 5'9". Almost, I'm, I'm close to 5'10", right? And there's I'm no six way that you feet. come up to my shoulder. You are 6 feet. I'm yeah, lying. You, you and Larry the same height. Y'all are 6 feet. Yeah, but then you still go come up to our shoulders. So what part of five nine is that? There's a three inch difference is the length of a finger, not the length of a, a foot. You just mad because you five three and a half. I am not five three. Right. Yeah, the height just keep getting shorter. <laughs> really, five, like, five. You might as well just say I'm practically like two feet. Five five with brown eyes. Smile like the sunrise. Oh God. Nah. <laughs> Four. The voice of generation Pete Rosado. Aaron Mori's a hoe. For for the little mama BK Matt. For Queen is your boy. Big baby. Signing off. Peace. I'm taking money in my commissary. <laughs>